Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael and Lucy Freeman. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. Audrey got Jazza soaked, Hilary Noakes got Jim going and Emma's boobs exploded. I'm amazed this show is allowed to be broadcast at 7pm sometimes. Why in the world is Jim spying Jade a birthday present? A woman he's met twice, heartily dislikes, who made it very clear she loathed him and he was unpleasant to his best friend. Hey, here's a 40 quid hamper full of overpriced organic jam. Happy birthday! <laughs> and we are back to the cricket. The Tracy Horribin vlog is restarting, shouted Tracy excitedly forgetting that they can all just actually meet up on the pitch now and practice. She also announced she'd ordered new yoga pants. Yoga pants are what you wear to feel vaguely Gwyneth Paltrow-ish while you're watching the Bake Off, not to leap about doing lunges in. Ben ended up going to the parish council meeting so he could relay it all to us and make sure we knew who all the silence were. He was lobbying for a basketball court, which they could maybe put next to the driving range and the go-kart track. So, update on the silence is Audrey is chair. You can choose whether it's Audrey Hepburn or Audrey Forbes Hamilton, as it's your head. <laughs> it was all very confused, but the disastrous conclusion was that there was a coup and Audrey took over, but was really Hilary Noakes. My God, the last thing we need is a puppet chair of the parish council. Not with all those important stapler-based decisions. <laughs> we suddenly went all modern for a bit just to prove that we knew how the youth speak and Ben turned into <laughs> Urban Dictionary and within the space of two minutes gave Jim us the lowdown on various young person's terminology <laughs> as we suddenly remembered that we're supposed to be appealing to a younger audience. <laughs> For those that missed it, hippie crack is when Kate's yoga pants fall down. Laughing gas is the cider club and beef is when two of the Herefords have a row. Anyway, after the coup at the parish council, as Clark, Jim is now sitting on Audrey's right hand, which can't be comfortable for either of them. Eddie is now trying to inveigle himself back into the village show for no apparent reason. Eddie wants to play God. Too late, Eddie. Linda got there years before you. <laughs> Linda and Krusty retired to their underground shepherd's hut where they plotted further ingenious methods of pissing off the entire village. Evangeline Lominster, played by Sylvester Latouzel, the only actor whose real name sounds more made up than our archer's name, <laughs> is producing Darrington's Crucifixion on ice. There was another secrety secret. Not only is it on ice, but also they're using the same script as the Ambridge Passion Fruit. 
<laughs> Linda went completely mad and started lying her head off to the nice lady from Lewis and also mentioned that the passion fruit is not for months yet, which is baffling because it's Easter. <laughs> Evangelist Logan Berry suggested that Linda replaced it with a pantomime, which is an unusual choice for Maybank holiday. But as I don't understand what the hell is going on with this nonsense anymore anyway, who cares? Let's have widow twanky prancing round in the daffodils and Aladdin halfway up Lakey Hill with some shepherds and <laughs> Susan and Clary as the ugly sisters galloping round on horseback. Harassment, who had a bit of a week being top bloke, and Chris had a chat. Chris said, look, Harassment, can you do me a solid mate and just adopt my child? Because it's all getting a bit tricky, really. <laughs> ben and Rory have some cushions for their caravan. They have worked very hard on it and Evie blew him out last week, so it's clearly working. As they both ostensibly wanted the caravan for that night, there was a bit of a squabble and for one horrible minute I thought they were going to toss for it, but thankfully we were spared that. <laughs> Roy wanted something to put in the time capsule. How about a piece of racist literature wrapped round a dog poo, Roy? Guess what? Roy's got a secrety secret. There always has to be at least two secrety secrets every week. Roy is going out with Layla by Eric Clapton, which is quite annoying because I thought he was going to give Krusty a hug, which would turn into a bit of a snog. But I then decided that understandably, if a penis came near Krusty at the moment, she'd bat it off with a flip-flop. So Roy will have to put up with Layla by Eric Clapton for now. And finally... Philip got eight years, Gavin got five, and Emma has saved two nail bar technicians from modern slavery. <laughs> or, alternatively, she's reported two 17-year-olds called Kelly and Lauren who were happily doing each other's manicures in the back room of their mum's shop as one of them wanted to do nail art on her Instagram, and now they're going to be busted by the bubble police, as Susan would say. <laughs> oh, what am I saying? Of course Emma has saved them from modern slavery. Once again, Emma has galloped to the rescue, saved the day, been a brick, and not only cheered up a woman who was vile to her, but also busted a gangmaster ring. Not bad for a Wednesday morning. Forget the parish council, Emma. You are wasted on staplers. The end. <laughs> uh, yeah, good week. <laughs> this That's was a you week, you. wasn't it? This was a totally Harriet week. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good this week. Cause, but no, but we agreed. It was so good because nothing happened. dramatic happened <laughs> except for Emma. Emma going, that was Emma about to... busting, yeah. Not accidentally. accidentally dobbing in two people yeah. who are working illegally in lockdown. They're going to be so pissed off. <laughs> But it was all a bit weird. I did think, what? that's funny. Why is she going into the nail bar? Because clearly something's going to happen. Because yeah. she's like, you stay here and I'll go into the nail bar. Mm. And then you're like, oh, is there going to be an explosion? Or is yeah. Gavin going to, I don't yeah. know. But I, I didn't clear. What? That, you thought there that, was going to be an explosion? I thought it was going to be like the Easter dramatic, um, you know, twist. Blimey. I, well, I just was, you know, it was something set up. Because I, I love it when they're out, don't you? It, didn't you feel like this week it felt like, I don't know, it just felt like an exciting week because they weren't always in Ambridge. <laughs> <laughs> they were out and there was a nail bar and then it all got a bit sinister. And I, I was, thought, oh, something exciting's going to happen. I was more concerned about the fact that Emma was treating them, Alice, Trust fund Alice to a flipping manicure. I thought, you, you've got eight jobs, all of which are knackering on the nails, cleaning, pulling giblets out of chickens. Can, she should be, she, Alice should be paid for you. Uh, yeah, manicures. Are, yeah, she's just been given three grand by her dad. Yeah. And manicures are not cheap. No. Oh, let's but just I did have think a sneaky she... manicure. Because that's really what you want when you've just had a baby. <laughs> 
I was like, oh my, what? Literally, what's the point? When you've had, when you've had a newborn baby, why would you want a manicure? Yeah, because you've just you got just... baby poo under your nails. Yeah, exactly, for six months, you're all, ex- exactly. But so no, then I got excited because I was like, oh, this is a big build up to something. I then I thought maybe that guy's in there, you know. Um, Played by Carl Prekop. I can't remember the I name of the him. I love the way that you just link everything together <laughs> in some huge thing. And then there was the bunting. I knew the bunting but, would come back. <laughs> clearly, it's um, they're going to be run by Victoria, aren't they? And then there's going to be... This is how we find out where the I think this are. is just justification for a horrendous storyline, really. I think it's just to say, oh. well, you know, yes, that was a long, drawn-out storyline, and now he's going to prison for eight years, so you won't see him again. No, but just to prove it was all worthwhile, she managed to hold, you know, and in the end, it all turned out right because she managed to save two more people from. No, slavery. I no, I, it's not agreeing with you, Lucy. I think this she Emma's going to dob them into ha- obviously Harrison because he's got to save the day now to to but give him his ego back. She just ran the slavery hotline, didn't she? Oh, did she? Oh, how annoying! Why would you do that? Because I You'd think that's the... what you're supposed to do. I don't, but I don't know whether oh. they refer it to to then the local police. Oh yeah, because she'd done a lot of googling. Yeah, hasn't she? <laughs> I've done so much Googling. Like, I found out everything about being a slave. I Googled myself till I, till I <laughs> And fell actually, over. sometimes you live in, like, better lodgings than where I live. So <laughs> I was actually thinking of signing up. <laughs> I couldn't find the application form. <laughs> shouldn't laugh, Lucy. Shouldn't no, laugh. No, no. <clears throat> but no, I, I actually think that, that Emma has found the lead to Victoria. No. Because they're not... Really? Yes, like, they're not going to leave those horses hanging on are they so we got we got you don't you think that victoria who traffics men to yes, has a sideline yes. <laughs> has a sideline in nail i have very very long nails in fact you can hear me scraping them down philip's back I can't pick nose without doing huge injury <laughs> Uh, no, because we, cause we've got to have closure on this. And the only way to have closure is to find the boys. Well, we never got closure on Helen and Rob, did we? Yeah, he went away. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, well, that'll do it then, won't it? <laughs> yeah, but because they, they need an opening for him to come back. That's mm. why we couldn't get complete closure. He's got, he's definitely coming back. I think I reckon... it's just a nice middle class. You see, if we all report things <laughs> we're suspicious about, there'll be no more... <laughs> Slavery, and we will all have stopped it. Well done, Britain. <laughs> Every time you go to a nail bar, you must always ask the lady if she is a slave. <laughs> like obviously, like Borsetshire is slave capital of the whole of the UK. So, <laughs> like the homeless capital, yeah. I tell you, it's got more homeless people per paving stone. <laughs> I could, I had forgotten to Google. Who is Evangeline? Who yes. is I couldn't I recognised the voice and I was like, Oh, who is it? And yes, and thank you for nice answering. Lady from Lewis. But I love the fact that they do that every so often. They they you know, these gorgeous parts that they mm. write for yeah. a little cameo and then yeah. they get someone exceptional to play. Because yeah. it was she was just perfect, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. And oh, that's the it. sort of the jousting with her and Linda. May I call you Linda? Oh, you yeah. seem to already be doing it. <laughs> yes, yes. Doing it, so <laughs> yes, it was very funny. But then it was very clever, wasn't it? I thought I thought it was a really clever twist. Linda seems to have had a fortnight of being relatively normal and now she's gone absolutely mental. She went weird, weird victim Linda, back 
to normal Linda, now psychotic Linda, where she's just lying her arse off. She doesn't no, this... lie. No, but this is sort of like the Dylan Snell. What was it? Mm, Dylan, Dylan Nell. It's a similar storyline, isn't it? Mm. A sort of twist in, in being she competitive. She told with a massive fib to that lady, to that that's electrifying leotard. Yeah, that's Linda. She was, tr- she was being superior and, yeah, and being superior. Superior is one thing, but not lying. Not actually saying, I did this and I did that and I sent some money and da 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 da. And then she said, no, you didn't. Linda sort of went, and collapsed. Well, she had me fooled because I was about to Google Owen Lordy Pants or whatever his note. Because I was like, oh, well, because there obviously is a passion play by this Colin person. Colin Whistable. Colin Whistable. I thought he must be like, uh, you know, Terence Rattigan or something. <laughs> I thought he was real. <laughs> oh, but what was, did they? Oh, no, that wasn't April Fool's Day, was it? They oh. didn't do an April Fool's type thing, did they? No, because that was the nail bar. Surprise! (laughs) And all then all the nail technicians come out and do a song. Or can you imagine harassment ringing Kirsty and going, "April Fool, he got off. (laughs) He's not going anywhere." (laughs) Kirsty, you're right. You're crying. You got a good Harrison there. <laughs> that's my no. That's that's my that's my standard Lancashire. I am. Um, um, am I being atheistly thick then, or mm. is not a passion play connected yes. to Easter? It is. So uh, why were they surely. planning on doing it in the middle of May? Well, that's that's thing. Surely you can't really postpone something like that, can you? Well, it's Isn't like it saying let's do of... let's do the nativity in June. It just the seems a bit odd. Is yeah, Jesus it's the stations dying of the cross? On the cross. And yeah. Yes. Um, well, I'd get get hold of Linda. I'm not really okay. sure right. what the plan is, to be honest. And but also, Linda, sounded I'm going like... straight to Evangeline. She sounds like she's the woman who knows what's going on. Also, she wrote it. It's going to be yes. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but why can't they just both do it? Why couldn't they just both do it in the first place? <sighs> I know. Well, why just not do it, ideally, really? You know, you said Harrison was top bloke. Yeah. Well... He was top. It was top bloke competition this week. Who was it? Was Harrison and Roy? Mm. Roy's done. Roy's turned a corner. Doesn't don't Roy and Kirsty make each other much better? Yes, I can listen to Roy without going. Oh, shut up! Mm. Much easier when he's talking to Kirsty. Yeah, and the other way around. He knocks her edges off, so she's Mm. not so ridiculously pompous, and. And she makes him more interesting or, or makes him take the piss out of himself. And yeah. I was so disappointed when he said he was going out with Layla by Eric Clapton. <laughs> Layla from Layla South London. She's got three kids in it and she's yeah. a science teacher. Croydon faces. Um, <laughs> no, I was like, good for Roy. He's going out with a, a science. You know, she's obviously got something about her. Um, but I don't know, maybe if Roy and... Kirsty do get together it might ruin their friendship yeah they're so good at not being lovers they're such yes. sweet yes platonic friends and you're right they do bring out the best in each other mm. but I don't I don't I don't think I'd want them to get together no I yeah, think she's gonna to want to move thing. to Croydon no of course not god he'd be eaten alive wouldn't he <laughs> <laughs> He couldn't cope with Croydon. He'd just be sat on a traffic island watching things go whizzing past, being too scared to get off. Oh, it's very fast here, isn't it? (laughs) Layla! (laughs) 
boy. <laughs> I only got with you so I could babysit him. <laughs> Uh, I know, I look forward to seeing how their relationship progresses. It won't. I hope Layla's going to come up and visit. It won't. She won't. It won't happen. Because he's got to end up with someone in the village and it will yes. be cursed. No, unless fun. they're introducing more characters. Are they? You hell? know, someone it's, who They've doesn't... only doing four episodes a week. They can't, half the cast are <laughs> still not saying it. They haven't said anything for bloody 12 months. Oh, that's true, actually. I know, I wouldn't mind if they kept Evangeline in, but obviously if you're Sylvester Latuzol, you've only got time for and, and 10 your time minutes is limited of recording. Because you forever have to keep every phone call you make, you have to get, no, it's S-Y-L-V-E, no, not Sylvester, no, I am a woman, yeah, no, S-Y-L-V, yeah, yeah, it's exhausting. Um, um, yes, I didn't understand parish council stuff at Didn't all. care either, I don't care. I just didn't understand. I just didn't literally didn't understand what had happened. The only thing that they've got, to, the only thing that they think parish councils do is buses. That's all they talk about, buses. <laughs> but maybe it is though, Lucy. Isn't it buses and cricket pavilions? That sort of thing. I think there's a lot of planning permission business that yes. goes on. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. If you're going to, someone comes, a farmer sells a field and, and to a developer who wants to put yeah. 80 houses on it. Yes. Then they get yes. him down to 60. Then he gets them back up to 75 plus one affordable one. Yes. That's about it, isn't Okay, it? that's fine. Yeah. That counts as a low-cost housing development. Here's £27 million pounds and you can use it to build a cheese shop. Yeah, um, yeah well, it's very... Um, they haven't had any more developments lately, have they? No. Good. I'm not going through all that Route B bollocks again. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. So boring, all that stuff, isn't it? I know. Yes. People, we want people, not things. Oh, my brother's on a parish council. Is he? It's him and his friend, and that's a whole parish council in <laughs> their whole village. I don't think that's a council. I think that's a drink. <laughs> yes, I think it is. But no one else wants to do it. I think they got like a, a, a speed bump or something, you know, right. after five years' work. Just the they one. They got a speed bump, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, and can I just um, can I do a shout quiet, out? They can't be then. How can they be quiet if there's only two of them? So they call what, the register what? and they go, Mark, here? Yes, here. Right, fine. Good. That's yes, that's it. I could get him to come on the show. He doesn't listen to the Archers though, so it'd be pointless. Okay. Um, can I do a shout yes. out? Yes. They won't be listening, so I can say whatever I like. But my friends, Alice and Chris, <gasps> had a baby girl this week. No way. Yes. She's not called Martha, is she? No. Well, she hasn't been named yet. Is she an alcoholic? <laughs> So Shout out. Shout out to people who aren't <laughs> listening. Yay. Um, uh, we've had 70 million emails. Great. <laughs> which I think In, is your fault because you keep saying, why isn't more people emailed us? And then they do. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Um, Helen the Sherwood. Yeah, drink tea. Um, of the forest. Yep. She said, wondering what the fuck Rex and Phoebe are hoping to achieve. With the yeah, oh, exactly. uh, uh, being sacked, maybe. <laughs> I'm quite sure that uh, Harriet was really saddened by the lack of support from the discharging doctor when she mentioned the alcoholism, and he brushed her off with a community midwife quip. As wonderful a resource <laughs> as they are, Alice was very evidently asking for more. Exactly. Um, yes. Owen, who him on the boat, stop oh, yeah. being oh, yeah. Kate apologists. He says. 
Mr. Newby is right. She is the most irritating, dim and self-entitled character by a country mile. Please don't disturb one of the few certainties in my life. Still, still loving the show and it still eases me through my Sunday chores. How many chores can there be on a boat? It's tiny. Bailing out. That's all you're doing. Bailing out. Um, well, do, chucking water from the yes. inside to the outside. That's it. Uh, Bernadette McGuire says... Uh, how absolutely brilliantly well-matched Lee and Helen are. They are equally interesting, intelligent, imaginative, discreet, sensitive to others, and generally wonderful. What a pair of complete oh. twits. No doubt they'll be happily <laughs> ever after. I actually hope so, she says. Uh, Jean Rose. This is Auntie Jean. Uh, Jean says... Oh, that's nice. Uh, I can assure... Hello, I am a humorless horse riding instructor, she says. <laughs> See, now you're in trouble. I can ass- You've upset Auntie Jean. I can assure Harriet that I am not at all humorless and have great fun watching people fall off in a variety of improbable, if not impossible, ways when I'm teaching horse riding. Hell, sometimes I even contrive to get the buggers to fall off if I think they need bringing down a peg or two. Shoot... I'm sure I didnn't say all. You said she I, was I'm sure I was directing that to Shula. Yes. Oh, Shula's lesson made me wince. She was way too stern and not making it fun at all. Oh, but this is Shula. Of course she wasn't making it fun. As to Alish, I think it might well be Kate who rise to the rescue. Someone needs to... Da, 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 da. Oh, she said, I know someone who had a baby during this lockdown who hasn't set eyes on a midwife or had a home visit. The baby is now two months old. If she has a question, she has a number to ring and they'll ask her to take the baby to the local cottage hospital if necessary. This doesn't bode well for either Krish or Alice. Uh, love the pod and Mr. Newby is a decent signing, although don't tell him that. He'll get ideas above his station. Uh, it's all right. He doesn't listen. Um, Penny, our UN ambassador, has Whew. replied to say that it was a truly amazing experience, including hearing a Westminster MP promising probably more than was actually realistic. <laughs> Ah, this is Pat Brown, who followed up on your uh, consumer tip about Ocado sex toys, Harriet. But she said, what I find most surprising and baffling were that you might also Mm. like suggestions. So she got, you bought So Divine Rabbit, you might also like Mr. Freed Tortilla Chips. And you bought So Divine Ooh La La Flower, you might also like Voost effervescent vitamin D. She said there may be some causal connection between so divine afternoon delight in pink and always discreet incontinence pads, but I don't want to think about that really. <laughs> she said, oh, loved you both and brilliant. to Mr. Newbie, of course. And now, last week we pimped out Mr. Newbie, didn't we? Uh... Hmm. Did we did did we, we did auction, auction him off? Him it off. was champagne and uh, champagne okay. and a night out with Mr. Newby, and the winner is Alexander Hodge uh, of Wigan, who has won Mr. Newby. <laughs> <laughs> Much, what did they they have just to had do to email to because you said we hadn't got enough. Um, <laughs> he said, "I'm oh, especially yes. emailing oh, now, yes. as I can now claim the champagne and the night out with Mr. Newby." Um, <laughs> Um, that'll have to be uh, yeah, following COVID yeah, guidelines, obviously. Social distancing. Yeah. Not, no. not getting too close to each other. 
<laughs> he said, I've been listening to The Archers all my life, but started properly listening when I was about 11 and I'm now 41. My late granddad listened oh. right from the beginning. I've inherited all The Archers oh. books he bought over the years. Um, and he said, I am one of those fans you mentioned last week, as I like to look at the maps and The Archers encyclopedias to read about what's happening in Ambridge since the start <laughs> of the programme. Um, oh, that's so nice. Imagine having all those books that your grandparents had about the archers. Because I, I love that connection too. I, I have a similar connection and because and, uh, my parents and my grandparents listened. And my granny always used to, they'd, they'd go to church in the morning and then she'd have to rush out 10 <laughs> minutes before the end to go and do the lunch, you know. And it's such a sort yeah. of comforting thing. And she'd, yeah, and she'd sort of listen to the end of the archers, I think. Oh, no, no, yeah, she had to rush out to listen to the end of the archers and put the oven on. And it's such a sweet, well, there was picture. That was why there was that outcry when they changed the time because people said, well, how, when, how am I supposed to know now when to take my roast potatoes out? Because everybody was timing it by the archers. <laughs> um, he said, my late great aunt lived in Inkborough for years. Inkborough being the little village sort of on the outskirts of Birmingham-ish. Uh, is that, do they mention no, that that's in the archers? No, what the bull is supposed oh. to be, the, the pub there is supposed oh, to be. Oh, right. Okay, that's why I've heard of it. Right, bit. yeah. And on the occasions when we went to visit, I was always very excited to visit the bull and look at the picture of the archers cast inside the pub. The real pub is much smaller than how I imagine the bull in Ambridge to be. This is unless it's similar to a TARDIS and massive on the inside with the dining room with the ploughmans and all that. I agree with Lucy about the Alice and Chris storyline. I could also see what was happening with Susan's riding lesson. But like Harriet and Lucy, the scenes with Phoebe and Rex were also a swirling mist. I do hope they get trampled on by longhorn cattle when they arrive and we don't have to listen to them for a while. Yes, that would be very nice, wouldn't it? Bit of trampling. We haven't had trampling for ages. We've no tra- Otto the bull was the last trampling, wasn't he? When he went for Tony. Oh yeah. God, yes. Oh, there's always a bit of tra- yeah. I suppose it's there's every seven years there's a trample. <laughs> you sound like rambling nine years. Oh, he likes a good trample. We haven't had a trample. For and every nine years, there's yeah, an equipment rummage, rummage every other year in between the trample. <laughs> And somebody's <laughs> arm off every 22 and an out, years. Like Mike Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we have had a present. Oh, yes. Oh, golly. I know. I said, oh, sorry, I forgot. I don't, I'm not in a girl's ball. Golly. Golly, Lucy. I what said. is it? A present? A tap box? <laughs> Jolly good. Do open it, Lucy. Do. Good help. Um, it is. Did you see the happiest days of their life? What was on? Uh, of the ha- their lives was on television yesterday. So I had a good half an hour, alternately being Margaret Rutherford and Joyce Grenfell, depending on mood. Um, it is from Laurie Dudley, and in she said she discovered her in a lockdown, uh, her in anorak in the first lockdown, and she made a booklet called Who's Who in Ambridge for um, oh. her friend who was just getting into it. And then she ended up producing lots of copies because all her mother's friends said, we want one. So, oh, and she wow. sent us, so we've got one each. Uh, and a really lovely letter and massive, massive family trees for Mr. Newby so he can pin them all up around his bedroom. <laughs> so when he's lying under his, his uh, Harrison Burns tribute duvet cover, he can look around at all the, um, all the family trees and try and figure out who the hell everyone is. Wow, that is amazing! It's really good. It's very. She's very, wow. very thorough. But she said, "Laurie should." She said, uh, "I'm already out of date because um because Martha got born." So, <laughs> so she's kind oh, of like, oh, for God's sake!" 
could she leave some gaps yes. in it you know like and you then you just yeah. fill it in yeah. yourself you could just put a picture of a yeah. baby in there laurie could um sell those for yeah. charity i'm sure people would like i mean that's an invaluable piece of um Archers, yeah, it's going to be bloody invaluable uh, for me. I tell you, if I fodder. get any more questions about the Am- the Aldridge family tree, I'm just going to I'm just going to go <laughs> hold the line, caller, look through my book, and then say it rather than trying to get and get it all wrong like I did before. <laughs> oh, that is amazing! Thank you, it's Laurie. Very good. So when I see you next, I will give it to you. Yeah, in about yeah. five years. Yeah, probably. Uh, shall we well. do Mister Newbie now? Jim is a complete sweetheart, but he's kidding himself. He and Jade will never have anything in common, and it's just mm-hmm. as well. Anybody who did probably needs to take a long, hard look at themselves. I'm not sure it matters mm. anyway. It sounds very much to me like Jazza doesn't really care what Jade thinks of anything yes. anymore. And what's more, mm-hmm. he doesn't complain when Jim offers to remember him to Tracy either. I'm sure the writers are going to make a squirm a bit longer, <laughs> but I'm confident that this is going to turn out nice. Tracy is the village cricket coach, though. Yes. I didn't see that one coming. And talking of not seeing things coming, Jazza's suggestion of personalised pyjamas for Jade makes me think that he's trying to piss her off by proxy. <laughs> Apart from anything else, I'm quite sure that Jade, Ambridge's very own Marilyn Monroe, only wears Diva Pink by Gemma Collins to bed. Tracy's idea of a hamper is much more appropriate, although I do worry that Jim will fill it with gentleman's relish, if you see what I mean. Tracy's problems with trying to get both her legs in the shot are something that those of us in long distance relationships can only sympathise with but luckily for her here's Jazza to tap on her red dot Ben's quite nice away from Josh isn't he nonetheless I don't give much for his chances of persuading Jill to run for council chair no matter how much he butters her up I'm 48 and can't be bothered to put trousers on most of the time, never mind being 90 and having to deal with Ambridge's axis of evil, Audrey Fisher and Hilary Noakes Get down, Shep. (laughs) Bloody hell. Either Eddie has balls of steel and clanks when he walks, or he's completely oblivious to the very clear and present danger of having this conversation about the passion play with Linda. I'm going for the latter. Kirsty, who spent the last three months signally failing to persuade anybody of absolutely anything, has come up trumps and brokered a peace between Linda and Eddie. Blimey. If only Neville Chamberlain had had Kirsty at his disposal, we could all have been living in a very different world today. Chris has asked Harrisman to check in on Alice during the day, and although I don't know where they're going with this storyline now, it has given me an idea, and I would like to know if anybody can contact Fallon to get her to check in on me occasionally. Ben and Ruari are discussing the love shack, which not only means that I can hardly listen for cringing, but also that I never at any point know which of them is speaking. Not that it matters Uh. much, I suppose, because they're being equally blokey about it all. Ugh, maybe I'm being unfair. I suppose I'd have thought renovating a caravan as a love nest was a good idea when I was their age. They could at least have stopped short of roping Jill into the scheme, though. And I can only hope she doesn't understand what they're planning to do there. Rari says he has a date, although he won't say with whom. But it turns out just to be his regular appointment with Pamela Henderson and her five sisters. I'm quite touched that Ben can imagine Evie as the one, though. I'm a firm believer that if you can't at least imagine a future with your partner, you'd be better off without them. But there can't be many young men who see things that way, surely, and still fewer who'd admit it to their mates. He's slowly redeeming himself after last week's debacle, and if he can stay away from Josh, he might even get back into my good books. There was a bit more to the storyline involving Jill and Leonard, 
but I think I might have had an aneurysm or something because I can't remember a single <laughs> word of it. This scene between Linda and Evangeline is straight out of Dallas <laughs> yeah. or Dynasty and it's what the artist has been missing, I realise. Naked loathing, <laughs> tempered only by finishing school training. It it's is. fantastic entertainment <laughs> and this is out of the top drawer. I wonder if Evangeline has an honour too. I'll bet she does and it's only a matter of time until they're comparing ribbons. I can't wait. <laughs> Unfortunately, the storyline's gone to the dogs because there's no way that Linda really believes that Evangeline doesn't know that you need to get the rights to a script before you can perform it. Linda's Machiavellian scheming has set us up for one of the most memorable gotchas in Archer's history, though, surely. I generally enjoy the fact that the Archers is on the radio, but I would pay mm -hmm. folding money to see Linda's face right now. <laughs> I'm trying to find something to say about today's episode, but it hasn't started well. Alice and Emma, and then, and you might even be able to hear me rolling my eyes here, Kirsty and Roy. Oh. <laughs> what Aww. is the point of Roy? If he were ice cream, he'd be the empty box after people had eaten all the vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> Has he ever been involved in an interesting storyline? Yes. I know I've encountered him several times, but I can't remember anything about him except that he's Phoebe's dad, and I think maybe he fancies Kirsty. Nope. Even then, when Kirsty asks him to distract her, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, he starts talking about football. Oh, hang on, he does have a girlfriend. Well, an internet girlfriend anyway. She's from South London, which kind of makes sense. I can imagine you'd need to live in Croydon for Roy to seem like an upgrade in your life. She's named after an Eric Clapton song. Not that there's anything See? wrong with that. My middle name is wonderful tonight. <laughs> All I'll say about the rest of the episode, and indeed the week, is... Oh, come on. Another slavery storyline? Really? I don't buy it. It's and if anybody wants one. to have a couple of quid on precisely how this turns out to be a hilarious misunderstanding, let me know and I'll open a book on it. Slavery. Honestly. <laughs> well. Oh. oh, there's so much you don't know, Mr. Newbie. He's getting quite strident in his views now, isn't he? I mean, he? also, Mr. Newbie, I'm just going to say this. Roy and Elizabeth in a tent. Yeah. That's it. Elizabeth vomiting up cider <laughs> in the tent. Um, plus Roy posting dog poo oh, yeah. through Roy. the Asian solicitor's letterbox. Yeah. Racist Roy, slapper Roy, yeah. uh, incest, no, not incestuous Roy. What's the, what? other, what's the other word where you have an affair with someone? Um, indiscreet? <laughs> One of those. Immoral. <laughs> Racy Roy. And racist, racist and racy at the same time. But he was, he was like stunningly poetic, wasn't he? He was like Book of Roy the other night in in everything he was saying to Kirsty. Yeah. There was something he said, yeah. and I meant to listen again so I could write it down. That actually, <laughs> there was, you know, like when you read one of those motivational things on Instagram and you go, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and Roy said something and I was like, oh my God, yeah. It sort of like changed yeah, my life. Yeah, but you know that Roy was actually reading it off Instagram, <laughs> don't you? Also, I've forgotten what he said, so it can't have been that life-changing. a picture of a sunset in Santa Monica and it had white Comic Sans font across the top of it and he just read it or it was on a T-shirt or something. But, um, yeah, Roy, Roy is a good, solid character. Not good all the time, obviously, but solid is what he is. Apart from the racism, he's... <laughs> <laughs> from that, but that was just a blip, wasn't it? And yes, you know, it's good now. It was a phase. It's a phase. <laughs> um, 
I don't know what you're getting at by being surprised that Tracy coaches the cricket team, Mr. Newby, but I hope it is not suggesting <laughs> that girlies are not good at the old cricket because Jack, Tracy is extremely good at the cricket. In fact, most of the like Clary won the single wicket one year, mm. didn't she? Yeah, and they're all, they're uh, all like, most of it's the... in their blood, isn't it? Cricket. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if you say so. Yes, um, and she's very good at the cricket, and she's also very good at shouting at people. Whereas Harrisman just says, "Do you want to go off and have a lie down? <laughs> Do you want to have a little Useless think about what her. you just did there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go and have a cup of tea. Good." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I her yoga pants. Sli- you were right. That that thing about her. Yeah. yoga you don't wear yoga pants. Mm, I was like, so, what? No, jogging yeah. bottoms, probably. Yeah. I mean, you're not yeah. going to Lululemons, are you, dear? No. You're, you're probably just getting some joggers on. I don't think Jade would sleep in um, thingy Gemma Collins hot pink. I think she would sleep in a football strip. Oh, or just nothing, presumably. Mm. All right, buddy, you want to have a look? <laughs> <laughs> You've made my but stomach then, go funny But then surely, because it, it's the end of Jade, isn't it? Because, um... Yes. Uh, yes, because he's getting yeah. back with Tracy. Yeah. Hooray, so hooray, that hooray. birthday present thing was a bit weird, wasn't it? Stupid. Why the hell would Jim yes. Jimus be giving... But she yeah. was so... Nonsense. She was such a rude cow. But anyway. Yeah. Um, Jimus would just go... Oh, you know who else is a bitch? Evie. Tell you... To, it, <laughs> yeah. I tell you something. You sound like one of my. You sound like my daughter's <laughs> friends. Whether I'll tell you who else is a bitch. I'll tell you, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, right? She. <laughs> I tell you, Lucy. It's that Evie. She's a right bitch because she turned up at that caravan, saw his nan, and then was like, straight yeah. off again. And I thought, I ain't having that. I ain't having it. I'm not. <laughs> not if your nan is there. <laughs> no. A nan and an old man in your caravan. Yeah. I just thought that is so rude. She's been going out mm. with him for for a long time a, she must have a, met jill they weren't making she probably out. had her she probably had her good pants you, on and everything do you think she just she'd put the body lotion mm. on she'd shaved the back of her legs as well as the front <laughs> and she was really looking forward to a bit of how's your father and then she gets there and there's two old people yes but then it's up. just rude not to at least say hello because she because ben was like oh well, she then she huffed off straight into the car you could at least say oh. Oh, hiya, how are you? Yeah. But she might have done that. Well, it didn't sound like it. It sounds like she was a bitch. Also, ew, would you want to have sex with him in that yucky caravan? No. No, I wouldn't. Not with his nan watching, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Leonard. (laughs) Leonard, how interesting. (laughs) Oh, the young folk nowadays. Don't they know some good moves, What do you call that that you're doing there, Ben? Oh, he's very eager, isn't he, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful. Watch it, lad. You'll pull something. Watch that lampshade. No. <sighs> um, you can tell Rory and Ben apart by the fact that Rory is posher. Also, why do you uh, and Mr. Newby say Rory? It's Rory. Rua, 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 Rory. Because they say Rory, don't they? Oh, yes. Or does Brian oh, say Rory? Oh, Rory. Ben says Rory. Which is horrible, Rawls. horrible. Um, <laughs> I tell you, it would telling Freddie and Rory apart yes, would be quite yes. difficult. But no, you're right. Rory is posher than Ben. He's got the prep school. Yeah, wah, yeah, wah, yeah. Hasn't he? 
Um, and also, Kip's talking about money all the time. <laughs> I think that's finance is where the big money is. He said. I thought, oh, you're a genius. I thought his <laughs> his really hilarious joke about having a date and then not having a date was hilarious. Yeah, really, really, <laughs> they really are the really most funny. unyouthful youths, aren't they? The way they speak to each other. <laughs> They're like a couple of embarrassing uncles <laughs> yeah. at a wedding reception. Oh, <sighs> um. And I also thought, Mr. Newby, that it was quite sweet that Ben said that he thought Eve was the Evie yes, was the I one. Did. But at the same time, I thought, get the hell out of! But he's never—he's going to college in Borchester. Yeah, he's never left the farm. He's never been anywhere, and now he's going to settle for somebody who lives in Borchester. I don't mean settle, but he's going to settle down with somebody who lives in Borchester. He's never been any. I don't think he's even left the county. Well, Lucy, I know a lot of people who've never left their village, and they're very, very happy. What, and they married something yeah, from them? Yeah. Like... yeah, lots oh. of people from my village married people from our village and settled around there and are blissfully happy. Okay. So there, so there, Lucy. Okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I... Personally, I think Evie <laughs> is not the only but bitch I think No, the thing is, no, I think it's sweet as well because, you know, when you're that age, you probably do, because th- you, you think 30 mm. is really old. So, yeah. of course, you want to yeah. have, like, kids before you're 30 and then you get yeah. to 30 and you realise how young it is. So, of course, you don't want to have kids before said, you're 40. I don't want an old dad and Rory said, what, like mine? <laughs> and I thought Ben was going to say, no, I meant... a. A man who has children with the woman he's actually married to, not not just any random yeah, stranger yeah. that just pitches up in the village. Yeah, didn't say a bad dad. I mean, <laughs> just old, not delinquent. No oh. one would want a dad like Rory's. Yes, but that's a well done, Mister Newby. Yep. I think you are catching, catching on nicely up and catching on. Yep. But so much catching. you still don't know. So much. Yes. Which makes us very happy because we get to lord it over you annoyingly. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll get those books from Laurie and we won't give Mr. Newby one. <laughs> and now we cross to Ambridge itself where we were lucky enough to record a bit of the rehearsal process of The Passion Fruit before Linda went mad and cancelled it. I know you're cross, Jeff, but do stop sulking. I just don't want to do this stupid passion fruit. I know, me neither. It's Joe in the office, though, and she says it's community outreach. I don't want to reach out to them. They're all mad. Except that landlady one. I quite like her. Jolene Rogers. That one in the denim jumpsuit with the two enormous b- plates of biscuits for us. She was lovely. The others are all nutters. We are a community psychotherapy service. We don't call people nutters, even if they are. But what do we wear? What do we do? I wanted to be watching The Great Escape and eating a Malteser chocolate egg, not poncing about in a dressing gown. Be patient. Mrs Snell is coming to tell us what she wants us to do. Oh, God, no, not the sniffy one. Ah! My two surprise extras. Wonderful. I can't tell you how grateful we are that you've given up your time to help our little dramatic enterprise. Just tell us where you want us. She hasn't got a dramatic bone in her body, but I wowed everyone with my twanky last year. Oh, you've changed the tune, Ralph Richardson. Fortunately, we have both a female and male part available. Derek Fletcher had to pull out unexpectedly. So... I'd like you to take his part as Nicodemus and you to be Veronica. 
Who? The woman that gave Jesus her veil on which to wipe his face. Oh, like the shroud thing? Isn't that in Turin? The shroud of Turin, yes. How'd it get to Jerusalem? There then? are many variations of the passion. Let us not get caught up in complexities. For example, some of the plays are conducted in German verse. Oh my god. And the Ober Abigail play goes on for eight hours. I'm supposed to be going to the garden centre. Sure Mrs. Snell isn't expecting us to act for eight hours. Calm down, Jeff. It's all right for you. All you've got to do is wipe Jesus with some kitchen towel. I don't even know what Nicorette does. Nicodemus. He's known as the mystery man of the passion. Get in. He buried Jesus with Joseph of Arimathea. What? Both of them? He buried Jesus and Joseph of Arimathea on his own? Who is playing Jesus, anyway? My assistant can give you all the details I must get on. I'm trying to work out a way of making the Brookfield lambs look slightly less jubilant and bouncy during the crucifixion. Hi, all. Has Linda told you what you're doing? Sorry this is also last minute. Yep. I am a mystery murderer, and she's Vera. Veronica. Uh, brilliant. So, you know where you're going? Not really. Um, I know I have to wipe Jesus down on his way to the cross. Like in a marathon. Give him a plastic cup of water too, maybe. Right. Oh, well, Harrison, that's Jesus. He'll be coming past the village green on his way up Lakey Hill at about ten past eleven. And I give him a wipe down. And then me and Joseph of Ariana Grande bury him. So I'll need to be up the hill then. I'd best start now. I've got a funny knee. Has Linda gone through your motivation with you? Not really. Oh, I hope she'd have briefed you. I haven't really got time. It's been a bit of a nightmare, to be honest. I've got Susan Carter galloping round the village. Oh, I said it was her, didn't I, Jeff? Only she was going so fast, I wasn't sure. And I asked Tony to work on the Stations of the Cross, and he just made a model of Hullerton Junction. Well, we'll get the gist, won't we? Do you have much of an audience? Not so much an audience as baffled bystanders, really. And people trying to get to the car boot at Little Croxley, who got stuck behind the procession. But we'll go with what we can get. Righto, we'll go to our places then. Thanks. You're on the green and Nicodemus is up the hill. It's a bit of a walk. See you there. Are we getting over time for this? I shouldn't think so. Well, I'm putting my ibuprofen on expenses. And I want a cream egg. All right. We'll stop at the petrol station on the way back. Go on, get a move on. If you're lucky, Judas Iscariot can give you a lift on the back of his quad bike. that there will be another podcast up next week so subscribe to us on itunes and you will never miss an episode if you would like to get in touch with us you can email average average on, the on the couch at, at gmail.com gmail. um we can't promise more nights out with mr newbie <laughs> because frankly he's exhausted uh we are at on Ambridge on Twitter, or you can follow Mr. Newbie, like everyone else is doing, on Twitter at NewbieCat. And in the meantime, it's goodbye from both of us and happy Easter. Happy Easter. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 